0: Briscoe and Bradshaw, I would be Bradshaw, that would be your Chickasha native, your Chickasha Hall of Famer, Oklahoma's favorite son, Mr. Gerald Briscoe, and we've got the youngest WWC Universal Heavyweight Champion, Intercontinental Champion, United States Champion, Tag Team Champion, from the legendary, one of the greatest families in wrestling history, the Colon family out of Puerto Rico, he is the apple spitting Carlito, who has (laughs) doubled in size over the last 10 years. Carly, (laughs) welcome to the show.
1: Hey, how you guys doing, man? It's good to be here.
0: Hey, Carter. Great, man.
1: great hey, to I, have you. Go ahead, Don. Sorry. I was just gonna say,
0: I was, uh, I was one of the people jumping up and down when you came out in Puerto Rico. That was, uh, that had to be fun. Now that had to be was... some lifetime experience for you.
1: That was great. Yeah, that yeah, was, that was. Uh, I never experienced a uh, rock or Austin pop, so that was the closest I think I'd ever get to one. So <laughs> that was kind nice. of his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Had,
2: had, had, you, had you ever met that bad bunny before? Or
1: no, I. Was... Uh, uh... I'm not sure. I don't think I'd met him before that. No, maybe maybe once or twice. I can't remember. But yeah, because he's you know he's one of the younger you know before my time or after my time. I guess is what he say.
2: Yeah, it's amazing what kind of fan he is. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, he knows everybody and has total respect. That's what I find cool, he has total respect for everybody too. That he's met.
1: I think yeah, and he, and he took he took it seriously too. I think he put the time in, and uh, yeah, he did a great job.
2: I thought, I thought, uh, you know, his match at where was it? Maybe I thought, I thought he had one of the better matches. of I the did night too. Too.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I did too. I, was, he did, I thought he did pretty good.
2: And you can, you can tell the guys that really take that serious. They take, take our business serious. I mean, they get in there and they perform like, you know, like a professional. They are, you know, and they, they study up on us. You could tell he had had some, some great island training, just his timing and his his ring posture and all that stuff. And I'm sure he studied a lot of Carlito film. Uh, film, Well, uh, no, because
1: he, he did a good job, so he probably didn't study a lot of Carlito stuff. But he a job. Yeah. You know, it's so, been amazing.
0: You, you got Logan Paul, uh, Pat McAfee, Bad Bunny. I mean, those guys haven't just come in and done well. They've hit it out of the park. Mm. I mean, they're really yeah. they're all great athletes. But they that doesn't mean a great athlete doesn't always translate to yeah. what we do. But for those guys, they really put in their time and they've done an incredible job.
1: Right. I think it's one of the differences that they're just huge fans of, you know what I mean, of the, of, of the product. You know what I mean? So I think that's what also helped them to kind of acclimate to, to our style of wrestling.
2: Jerry? Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jerry usually ahead.
0: hops in. I can't keep him from hopping in. And the one time, the one time, time you know, he right? yeah, wants
2: the one
0: money. time I want him to interrupt, he he won't. Yeah. He won't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I will leave you out there, John. You're doing such a great job. Just wanted to leave you where you're going there. But <laughs> we're we're
0: two old guys who have no idea what we're doing, Carlito. It's why our show's so bad. We we're yeah. we're hoping that you're going to save it.
1: Oh, uh, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> let's,
2: let's pray for the best. <laughs> Carly, Carly, when you're growing up there, I mean, you, you grew up on the island. It's it's not a huge place, but Puerto Rico is pretty. Uh, it's a beautiful island. Beautiful people down there. And you know, I've spent a lot of time, you know, coming in and out of there throughout my career. You know, being here in Florida all the time. Our TV, uh was it was uh, in uh, in uh, Puerto Rico for quite a few years, so. So I I, would, I was fortunate enough, I got to come down there. I always loved the island and everything. Your dad was such a huge star. When did you realize that, hey, my old man, he's something special, man? I got, I got to pay attention to what he's doing.
1: I just think it's when we, we go out anywhere publicly, you know, these people would, all these people would come up and bug my dad. I always wondered, why is it, you know, why do they like this guy so much? Why do they interrupt him every five minutes? And then, you know, I slowly realized why exactly people love him so much
0: and were you always a fan of the product i mean did you watch it did your dad k Fabian at all was there anything you know with a,
1: his your father being there sick? was yeah there was, there was all that he, he k Fabian, you know until i think until, until probably he asked me to, to, to wrestle you know what i mean he always you know my dad always protected the business and then i think i had no choice but to become a fan cuz i i did every job there is you know in in the in the company i started you know as it was a beer hawker i uh, put up the ring i was a cameraman uh, i worked in the canteen so i kind of just evolved into being arrested eventually.
2: Well, while you were growing up doing all that stuff, did did you ever befriend any of the wrestlers and the, you know, kind of hey, you know, I, I kind of want to get in this eventually. Can you help me out or how how, how did that process ever? Were 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 you kind of like your dad? Hey, guys, leave him alone now. He's got to finish school and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, well, the, the older I got, I guess, because you know, at first they you know they let us backstage for a little bit, then we had to get out. Uh, but then, yes, yeah, you know, little by little, just working around being around all the time. I, I met a bunch of the guys, and I always realized that, uh, for some reason, I don't know why the good guys I mean, the bad guys always seem like the nicer guys, the good guys seemed like the jerks to me. As this was it was always funny to me to see him go out there, and everybody loves him. Said, Wait a minute, have you guys seen this guy backstage? Like, that's all, and true. then the, you know, that's all these true. These bad guys that you thought were these terrible people backstage were just, you know, what I mean, it's like, why does everybody hate these guys? I don't get it, <laughs> they seem so nice.
0: That's a hundred percent true. That, that's all true. The bad <laughs> guys are—we're the good guys.
2: <laughs> were you a bad guy, John?
0: No, no, no. I was a good guy. People misunderstood me. I, it they, just,
2: they, that's what <laughs> I thought. They just misunderstood, just, me. Yeah, they just misunderstood me.
0: me. So, oh, well, up, when you're growing up and you're seeing every big star in the world went through Puerto Rico because you guys were drawing massive freaking crowds and and doing great business, and everybody wanted to go down the island. Also, <laughs> you know, we're making good money, but they won't go down yeah. the island. What was it yeah. like with the, like the neighborhood kids and everybody else? You you had access to these massive international stars, not just your father, but your father obviously you knew, so you kind of discount that because that's your dad. But all these huge stars were coming in. How did that uh, the neighborhood kids treat you because of that?
1: Well, mainly because you know nobody wrestled me because of my dad. You know, what I mean they thought because my dad was a big wrestler, they thought I could fight, so that 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 actually helped me out a lot. And then all these. The big stars uh you know to me they were just regular guys you know what i mean because i was like i said i was always backstage i just saw them as as regular joes but uh you know i could see the way you know all my friends would ask me about you know this guy and that guy and uh yes you could see how way people idolize them but yeah to me they were just just another guy you know what i mean
2: you 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 had to have some favorites because i mean the, the 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 list just goes on and on but I I know you you, you stole your, your hairstyle from one of the Samoans down there. When you see uh, guys like the Samoans, you know, big, vicious guys, were you ever intimidated by any of these guys? Or did they try, try to work you or anything or pull ribs on you as, as a young kid?
1: Yeah, some of the guys. Yeah, Abdul the Butcher would do that. You know what I mean? That's uh, Abby, a lot, Abby, I, Abby's notorious for that, too. Yeah, Abby was notorious for that, yes. Yeah, so uh, Abby,
0: Abby scared the older guys, too. Yeah, he <laughs> Yeah, but I that was,
1: that was always – great seeing him, you know, just go into the crowd and you see this yeah. bunch of people, hundreds of people just run in the opposite direction. I mean, he was, he was something to
2: see. You know, you're during those entrances, and you're right out there most of them with a the camera in their hand, you would see it firsthand, but you know, all, all the people, as you're coming down those interests, those big ballparks, you know, they start try, uh, crowding in. All of a sudden, Abby would turn. As soon as Abby would turn, it was like damn red seat parting. People just yeah, scattering exactly. everywhere, getting out everywhere, running, screaming, hollering. Like, uh, I don't want a part of that guy. Abby had the best interest of anybody down
1: there. He really did. Yeah, he really did. Yeah. The other guys were unlucky because they would throw batteries and all kinds of things at him back in the day. But, yeah, Abby was one guy that they just did not want to mess with.
0: You know, it was amazing. When I saw, I was watching the premium live event, I guess they call it now instead of pay-per-view, uh-huh. the premium live event from Puerto Rico, people were telling me how great the crowd was. That wasn't a great crowd. That was a Puerto Rico crowd.
1: Uh-huh. Right, exactly. I was like, Yeah, they, they've always kind of been like that.
0: Yeah. The, the Puerto Rican people are incredibly passionate people about everything, about their sports, about their baseball, about their wrestling. I mean, that's just a – port. it had to be fun growing up in the business like that in such a hot territory and having that type of response
1: from Puerto Rican people. Yeah, it was great. I think, uh, you know, it's something that they'd wanted to see for years, you know, and I was glad that we were able to be, give them that surprise. That, and, you know, the way things get out, I thought for sure it would get out before I, you know, before I came out, but for some reason, nothing – Nobody ever said anything, and it was it was it was, it was a pleasant surprise for people.
0: And you had you started off as the cameraman, the the working camera guy. It's funny how the camera guy always gets involved somehow. You know, it's just yeah, we've important camera guys have stuff happen to them over the years. Either somebody jumps over the top rope and lands on a camera guy, or something. something somebody comes happened. up. Yeah. But but tell us the story. You were the camera guy. It was a really well set up storyline. Of you just working for your dad and being like a part timer helping out,
1: yeah, I was uh, the uh, yeah those the camera guy. I was I worked the hard cam, um, and there was this yeah this guy you know this a rival of my dad's Ray Gonzalez that was messing with him, and then he thought he'd get under skin by messing with me. So eventually, I think he did something to my dad where I guess I'd had enough. where I just jumped the barricade and I just started attacking him. What well, the was
2: other- the was the story out already that you were Carlos' son?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what this kind of it started Yeah, people knew before for the because they they'd see me around all the time, you know, so where it gets right. around. But I think on TV that was the first time like they acknowledged that I was Carlos's son. So well, they, actually actually no, it was a couple times because I remember we, they did one angle when I was younger, they threw ammonia in my dad's eyes. Oh. And I remember I didn't I didn't get I didn't get the business, how things work. But I remember they asked me to to be like put my head down and act like I'm crying. I was like, I'm not gonna cry, like you know what I mean? Like, my friends are gonna make fun of me or whatever. They're like, no, kid, we need you like, right, whatever. So I guess by my, my 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 uh what do you call it? Unwillingly I did that and then but now I get the business. But yeah, for me it was one of the terrible things that they asked me to do above amongst all the other things they've asked me to do in this business. <laughs> Especially when you work for your father.
0: It's funny the stuff we get asked to do.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes.
0: <laughs> you know we always say it's a work until they ask us to do something we really don't want to do and go, "Wait a minute,
2: I'm I don't wouldn't do that." <laughs> yeah, my my character wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> my character. <yeah. laughs> that's a lot always right. Well, you know, I'm okay with, but I just don't think my character would 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 be my, like that. My character, yeah, my
1: character.
0: <laughs> so Carlito, who who trained you? Did your did your dad train you himself or were you trained by somebody else?
1: Yeah, my dad trained me a little bit, uh, but there's been that in the uh, And Ricky Santana also trained me when I was when I was starting out. But like I said, I, I trained for about twice a week, for three weeks, and then I was just thrown to the wolves. So I kind of learned on the job, which I think is really, looking back, is kind of the best way to learn.
2: Yeah, I, I think it is, too. And I, I think I think your dad had it right there because you, the workers that you guys always, that, that your dad always booked down there in the Territory, were top flight bookers, or from the first ma- uh, uh, wrestler from the first match on up to the to the main event. Carlos always had top talent down there in every position. So you were you were kind of blessed to be in that atmosphere. It was a it was a top people really don't give it the credit that it deserved. It was a top class territory. I mean, it was a regular territory that the guys actually really wanted to go down there. Plus the beauty of the island and, and the fantastic friendship of of the people down there, but but the talent level that you had to had to get in the ring with and share the ring with was phenomenal. Every every, every trip I ever made down there,
1: yeah, pretty much you know, everybody's anybody passed through my dad's territory, so we saw yeah, great talents going through there.
2: Yeah, you can't you can't name a world champion I think that did come down there on a regular basis and enjoyed being down there too. You know, from our our time and even before that.
0: Hey, Carlito, tell me about yeah. tell me about Dutch Mantel. Was I don't know if Dutch was working for your dad at the time when you were a kid or he's working for the competition because he, he went back and forth a bunch, but I love Dutch. He and went back, back and forth. So cool.
1: Yeah. I remember I, yeah, I remember him doing the Cowboy gimmick uh, in my younger days. And then he went over for the opposition and was, I think, the booker there. And uh yeah, but he, you know he was always, you know, you know how he is <laughs> he's always a character.
0: Uh, he was great. He always he loved Puerto Rico, you know, but he would he would he would bounce back and forth between companies. And, and so I didn't know if he was on good graces right now with you or with bad graces with you, because if you wait a couple of weeks, it might change. <laughs>
1: I think yeah, I think it's a good grace. But, you know, this business, too. Right. You, you, I, nobody's really ever in bad graces, I think. You know, what I, mean? no, no, I, I, I agree. And, and then nobody the ever... the business you can say when well, you say never say never, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And nobody ever dislikes Dutch. You know, no matter what Dutch
1: does, you just, you love Dutch because Dutch is Dutch. Yeah. he's very. I think he's very likable. He's, he's an acquired taste, but I, you know, he's very, he's very <laughs> acquired, so I like acquired
2: yeah. taste.
0: So Carlita, when did you decide was WWE was always what your goal was to get to from Puerto Rico, or did you want to stay there and take over your dad's business? What was the progression that you ended up down in uh OVW? Um,
1: yeah I, I never really thought that, that I could you know make it to WWE. so that was never my my goal. Uh, but also i've I've seen the side you know the side of promoting, and I, I never I never wanted any part of that, you know what I mean <laughs> They would said, yeah, the plan was to take over my dad's business, but I never wanted to be promoted. I would see all the stress that they go through. and I said, you know what I don't you know dealing with the boys is probably one of the hardest things there is. I, I'd never want any part of that.
2: Yeah, that is a difficult part. You're of telling motion. me the boys are hard to deal with. <laughs> so, so you well, you you had that in mind when you came to WWE. So why were you so difficult to, to get along with it? I was difficult
1: to get
2: along. No, I'm just kidding you there.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, you, you know, but that's a good point you you see right off the head, and then then you. You kind of, you kind of experience it firsthand. And when you, when you get in that position, why am I like that? You know, I saw that. I didn't like it when I said, why, "Why, do I want to be like that?" And, and you, you were always a first class. You always treated everybody the same with, with, with uh, much respect. And I, I think that's the reason you were, you were such a good hand backstage with, with everybody too, because the way you treated people, and that, that came from your upbringing, from your dad, I'm sure.
1: Oh, thank you, I appreciate it. And just, you know, like growing up in the business, like, you know, we got to work with each other. Nobody's better than anybody, you know what I mean? And, you know, if if you're in a certain spot, somebody helped you get there, you know what I mean? So it's it's, it's all everybody working together.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I always
0: thought second-generation guys, you know, just have an advantage, you know, because they grew up in the business. You know, a lot of us grew up wrestling fans, but we didn't grow up in the business, you know, and all that learning that just comes from your family being in the business just gives you, you look at all the second-generational stars, they're always way ahead of other stars you know like when they when they start out because of their background and and most of them are are just like you they're very good guys because they've seen the bad side of the business and they don't want to be the bad side of the business because they saw saw a lot of it grow up especially with your dad as a promoter he had to deal he had to deal with the bad side of the business from a promotion promoter standpoint and that that can be pretty tough
1: yeah you know and i saw you know all the games all the politics and how things work you know i mean so it's you know, this is not worth it. I just thought, you know, just be myself and hopefully things will take care of themselves. So how did you end up in OVW? Um, I believe that was Bruce Prichard that was sent down for the competition to check out uh, some talent over there. And I guess he came across my dad's program and then he recommended me to the office. And I think like a few months later, I got uh, a call to go do a dark match, I think one in Greensville and one in Greensboro. I worked Tommy Dreamer one night and I worked to Jamie Noble the next night. And then um yeah, after that I was I was hired and a couple of months later they sent me down to OVW.
0: Did you like your training in OVW? Yeah, I mean it was it was fun. It was good, it was a good
1: group of, of guys and girls. I mean, the reason the
0: reason uh, I yeah. ask is, you know, you grew up in the business and, and a lot of the training is set up for people who don't know anything about the business. Because it's hard, it's hard to have a start of a class when you have guys who maybe wrestled on the independence for three years, you have somebody who grew up in the business, then you have somebody who just came in that they thought was a great talent that hadn't done anything. You know, it's hard to have a class to start, and sometimes the guys that are further along Feel like they're just kind of being held back a little bit by the system because the system is built from guys starting almost from scratch.
1: Yeah, right. I think, uh, yeah, but I mean, I know I kind of knew what it was or what it would be, so I kind of just adjusted to it. Um, it was weird. I don't think I'd ever done matches in front of nobody before, uh-huh. so that was <laughs> that was very weird. You know, or in front of a uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, in front of a class or practice group. So that was that was a little different for me, but. Other than that, I kind of just knew, you know, what I had to go through to, to, to get where I wanted to go. You know, good, I couldn't
0: good. do that. I, I would hate that because I see these right. guys come in for tryouts and sometimes they'll have tryouts in front of, like, the boys and girls. Right, the bus, yeah. You know, but there's no crowd there. And you're trying to get a
2: reaction. And that's, a, and that's the worst audience in the world to get a reaction. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: just awkward and weird and, and yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it a terrible yeah. experience.
2: Uh, when when you were at OVW, I mean they they're famous for for the classes that they put out. Who 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 are some of your classmates down there that that you went in training with you? Recall, you recall,
1: when I was there, it was it was me, uh, it was Mickey James, uh, Chris Masters, Davari um, was down there, uh, Nemeth Nick Nemeth was down there, or Dolph Ziggler. Um, who else? A couple of guys. I was I was the class right after Cena, Randy, and. Right. Uh, Beth- than them, like we we're the ones yeah. after. There's a couple and
0: of us. Your storyline, I thought, was awesome down there, where you're turning heel, and then your family's hearing about it in Puerto Rico that you're turning heel. It, it's such a, it's such a cool storyline to have that your brother comes up and tries to talk you out of it. And he won't let him into the hotel. Won't let him into the building. Your dad ends up coming up. It's it's such a cool story. Did who came up with that?
1: I I think I think my dad and them came up with it. You know, it's like, I, th- I think
2: it. I think it was your dad, Bruce. I think. I think your dad had a great, great amount of input to it, and uh, I think Bruce kind of, kind of spruced it up to to WWE
1: style. You know, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Bruce had something to do with it. Yeah, and uh, you know, cause my dad was just this, you know, eternal babyface. You know what I mean? So it was a big yeah. shock to people that his son uh-huh. could be this terrible heel. You know, so how <laughs> dare him? You know what I mean?
2: Do you re- do you recall how the uh, the apple and the and the coolness evolved uh, with your character?
1: Yeah, if 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 if, if you notice, um, if you notice back in the day, my vignettes were oh, just a bunch of Razor Ramon ripoffs. Yeah, you know, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that until I was at the Hall of Fame, for <laughs> I think Rocky Razor Ramon. And I'm like, I'm looking at his, I said, like, wait a minute, like, son of a, okay, they oh, okay. were They just gave me lazy re-do's of the vignettes, and then one of them. He was i don't, he was somewhere at a vendor's, and he got some kind of fruit. I forgot what it was, and spat it at somebody. And then mine, my version was, I was at the fruit stand, and when the guy asked for me to pay him, I took a—I took an apple, I bit it, and I spit on him. And then I guess they—they they, the office loved it, and they said, "Okay, I want you to keep on doing that?" I was like, "Yeah, right, as long as I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm the one doing the spitting. I don't care." <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know. I- <laughs>
0: It's funny yeah. you say that because I was doing a skit one time, some paying some guy to clean my car or something like that, whatever it was, you know, on television. And at the end, I tricked them and didn't give them the money. And as soon as I did it, I thought, that's exactly what Ted DiBiase did.
1: Right, <laughs> right. And I realized
0: it's just recycled. You know, it's just,
2: yeah. Yeah, and it, it kind of funny on our business show? Sometimes we think we're the first ones to do something. You, if you do a little research, man, being first in our business is very, very difficult on anything, right.
1: but then there's some things no matter how many times you do them, they work every time, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah and so when, when at what point you end up with your brother and your cousin Primo and Epico coming up? Oh, uh, what, what point were they decided to come up? And it? it has to be cool now at this point to have be getting over, uh, as this heel coming through the ranks, winning titles. And then then you got your brother and your cousin up there with you as
1: well. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was just that was fun, especially think about WrestleMania. And, and you're riding
0: like, with one of your brothers now, aren't you? So you got to say something good about them, right?
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I got to put them over, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was fun. It was great to have those guys with me. And uh, like I said, you know, like at WrestleMania, too, like, uh, you know, it's, it's one of, especially if you're a wrestling fan, it's for brothers. That's kind of like one of their biggest dreams to be in a tag match or wrestling each other. So the fact that we could do that at WrestleMania is kind of one of those
2: one of my favorite moments I think I've had, you know, you know, I, I, I enjoyed, you know, one of the great things that done and I get to do when we do these shows, we do a little research on guys that we know, but you know, I felt the same way. And when I heard that quote, that I was listening to interview today, and you said, that's one of the highlights one and one in the, 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 the titles with your brother at WrestleMania. One of my, my biggest thrills and one of my all time highlights is one of the titles with my brother, Jack at Starcade. So, I, and it's a special feeling, you know, you could go through one the individual belts all, all your career, but you're standing there with your brother and you guys achieve something that promoters have confidence that you guys are the right ones and they go with you. It makes you feel good. Then you look over and see your partner, your brother, just gives you those goosebumps it makes it extra sweet, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it's kind of cool too. Like if you ever want to do something together, you know, it's, you'd want to be one of your siblings, you know what I mean? So yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's definitely memorable. Yeah.
0: Did your dad ever mention how tough it was to work with the Briscoe brothers?
1: <laughs> oh, he actually, he actually put him over pretty pretty strong every time I, he talked about him. <laughs> <He> <laughs> was, like,
0: did... I mean, was he drinking at the time, or was it with Joe <laughs> or what? What? Why was he? That <laughs> oh, was back in the day, so
1: yeah, it was probably a lot of drinking involved. But yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: there was. There was. <laughs> 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 oh, your dad was from still is a phenomenal businessman. I endured working for him, and always. He always uh, there was this restaurant. I mean, we we, we all well, you know, you have everybody has their their, their special times when you mark out over somebody seeing somebody, right? So yeah. your dad took us to a where we I think Clementi, and there's a specialty seafood place. There where they to serve the fish and and and, and the whole, you know. We walk in there, we, we get taken to back, Mr. Colonia. We got a special table for you. Well, in the back there, we we're there's beautiful lady sitting there. We're all eating and all of a sudden your dad asked her, Is that who I think? That's Miss Sophia Loren. We were having dinner in Sophia Loren's dining wow. room. <laughs> She was still gorgeous as hell. I don't know how old she was, but she was knocked that gorgeous. And I just totally marked out you.
1: Know? <laughs> I, I did not know that story. Wow. Yeah, but
2: but that that's how, that's the power your dad had. And that, of course, she you know she comes over and gets introduced to all of us. never it was it was one of those special occasions, you know? Uh I'm still we're talking about it. I don't remember it so well. But uh, yeah, just seeing that lady there. And, I never forget. I'd been whole red snapper on that. Now, like I said, the eyeballs red. Everything, <laughs> man. I, what, what, a, what a preparation for the food. The food was just gorgeous. And, and of course, meeting Sophia Loren was one of the highlights of my of my career. <laughs> meeting meeting special people, but that was all because of your dad. That's that's a
1: pretty cool story. Yeah.
2: Hey,
0: my 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 dad passed away at age eighty seven. But up until the day he died, all he talked about when he had mentioned a beautiful woman, he goes, "That's just like Sophia Loren." that's all and I, and i'd say dad you know she's like 80 something now and he goes so am
2: i But she had to be in her 70s then and i mean she looked she was like gorgeous than her fifty. man she looked gorgeous <laughs> she absolutely beautiful and of course had that sun sun uh, burst on her face you know where she'd been out in the sun a little bit that day and just a gorgeous woman you know but uh yeah, the the memory uh, your dad your dad was always like that. Would take you to the top places to eat down there. And you could tell the respect, he'd walk in these restaurants, these five star restaurants, and he'd be moved up toward the head of the line there and you get 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 the main main event seating, you know, mob beager seating as I said.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's still like that. They still take care of them. Uh, cool.
0: Of course. Yeah, yeah. It's like Nolan Ryan in the in Texas, you know, you yeah. You know, yeah, got could be king of Texas, just like your your dad could be king of Puerto Rico if they had one. You know, it, yeah. le- legends don't die. You know, they just get better and better and better, yeah. and the longer they're around, the more grateful people are.
1: Yes, oh, they are yeah, yeah. around, yeah. and so yeah. they,
0: they treat them better and better and better over the years, as they should.
1: Right. Yeah, they should. Yeah, exactly.
0: So you're moving now to Florida? Is that where you are? You moving from Puerto Rico? No, I'm moving
1: from. I was in Texas for a minute, Houston. You guys know. Then I went to Vegas. Or try something new i'm not a, i'm not a west coast guy so now i'm 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 back to florida i lived in florida back in 06 maybe so i always like i always like florida it's the closest thing to puerto rico without being puerto rico
0: so so you're staying in tax-free states Yeah, you know what? <laughs> yes. i realize
1: i'm a big fan of tax-free states yes oh my <laughs> goodness
0: hey puerto rico now is becoming the hedge fund capital of the world along with south florida because of the tax-free status you know that, right and, and you know why live up in the north or anywhere else and pay a ton of extra taxes when you don't when you don't have to
1: right i need to look into that because i don't know because i'm puerto rican if that applies to me uh but i would like to look into that see if i can get those tax breaks too can you get it for your friends i, I might be able to <laughs> i think <laughs> i know a
0: couple that would like to be able to look- like the-
1: puerto Rico and <laughs>
0: that's that's right I
1: think, I think, but it has to be your main residence, though. I think,
0: right? That's the thing. <laughs> it does. You have to be. Yeah, it has to be your main residence. So wherever you moved from, you have to. It's 183 right. days. You have to be out of where you were moved from. So you have okay. to. You don't have to spend over 183 days in the state, but you can't spend 183 days in a in a place that you were from. So okay. if you move from a tax tax state to a no tax state, because I know, because I. <laughs> I'm trying that's what,
2: to, that's what you're trying to pull off. I'm trying to legally, <laughs> legally
1: avoid pay
0: state tax up North. Cause I'm so I'm moving to Texas and I got to legally do all this stuff so I can make sure <laughs> that I don't get audited. <laughs> if do not get audited, <laughs> that I am correct. <laughs> I a cra- crazy separate uh, point here. You talk about Puerto Rico. I've always wondered, uh, do you think Puerto Rico should become a state?
1: And I know it's a crazy question, but I've always wondered why um, why it wasn't yeah, that's a good question um I don't know I kind of I kind of like the way it is so we're kind of like a part of it, but we also have our own identity uh and you know it's it's one of those things where if the independence is you know how they say like the boys ruin it for the boys. I think that they was independent we they run it into the ground, you know what I mean so I like that we have the us backing us and but I also like that we have our own kind of identity.
2: Yeah, the way I say it, it's kind of like you know, when you have a natural disaster like a hurricane that you guys get hit with every once in a while, it's good to have that statehood, but you know, and I get all the, all the assistance. But you guys pretty well get 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 to FEMA and get a lot of different organizations down there helping out there. But uh, but yeah, it, it, I, I've talked to a lot of people, a lot of friends, uh, you know, that are that are citizens down there, and they they see it the same way. You know, there are the times that you wish it was a state and a. Tom, that they're very happy that it's not a state. Do you get
0: any benefits, if you were to become a state, does it change your life as a Puerto Rican any?
1: Not really. I think the only, but I might be wrong, but I think the only thing that we can't do is be president. We have every other, and luckily that wasn't in my plans. So that doesn't really really ruin anything for me.
2: (laughs) As long as you become a WWE superstar, you're all right with it. Exactly, yeah. I
0: just saw a picture of uh, Kane, big Glenn Jacobs down at the border. So uh, he he may become president sometime, of course he's in Tennessee. So that's, that's allowed, but uh, I, I have a feeling he's going to, he's going to move up politically soon. He might be. Yeah. He's just doing some things. <laughs> he's big enough. If nothing. Yeah, happens, yeah, there is. yeah. I saw him walking down there and he just looks like a giant. You know, he still looks like Kane. You know, he's walking down there and he's like, that guy's really impressive. You know <laughs> Yeah. It that he's. It's helped that he's six foot ten or whatever he is. Uh, yeah, yeah.
2: He's big boy, Carly, Carly, yeah, doing doing all those vignettes. I mean, they 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 still hold true to have been some of the best best uh, work that that we've ever done and ever ever shown on our TV. There. What was your favorite vignette that you did? Because you have so many uh, iconic ones. But what do you do? You remember any that really stand out to you?
1: I'm trying to think. We're going way back now. Um, <laughs> Um, I just remember yeah, just doing all those vignettes in uh in Miami, It was just fun. Being, you know, being in Miami, being on the beach. Uh, I did one, but I didn't want that. I did something with Shaq where he hit me with a chair, but that was cool. I'd oh. never met Shaq before. That was cool seeing you know seeing talking about big people. He's huge. But he's I huge. don't Realize yeah, how big that man is. He is huge. Yeah, he's gigantic. So you know those that was, was kind of cool. Um, and I did. I think I did something. I did one. Uh, we we're doing these WrestleMania vignettes. Uh, I did something where I got in a fight with a, with a, with a pigeon. And, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Just, just, I was able to, you know, they just gave me the freedom to just, just be as ridiculous as you can. It's like, yeah. all right.
0: That's one of the great things about when you're a heel character, you can do anything.
1: Yes, exactly. And you're not afraid to make, you know, to make a fool of yourself. You, you don't care. It's like, I'm a bad guy. I don't mind embarrassing myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. If something goes wrong, it's perfectly fine. It, it's fine. Just, yes. it's a bad guy. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> that's right there's that's there's, not there's not all
1: like, guys. yeah they get like it's like too sensitive or too like bro you're bad guy. don't worry it doesn't matter
0: yeah if the good guy trips on the rope or something or falls down Man, yeah it just it, they'll be crushed for months for us it's like yeah. so what
2: yeah i'll get up do it again i'll bitch <laughs> yeah, the referee
0: yeah. for not putting the ropes up correctly and all the yeah. staff and
1: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs>
2: What what ends during your career? What 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 do you like uh the best as a baby fair or as a heel?
1: Oh, it's definitely heel. I've always enjoyed yeah, being the heel yeah. more than, than a baby figure. I don't know it's just it just for me I think Carlitos is I know people say like you know people like him. Is he he's a likable character, but he's still a heel character, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's a heel character that just does, you know, things that'll make you laugh or just make you like it, but he's still a heel character. I think that's where he gets oh.
2: And then you 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 had a very difficult role. Big cool is, is being cool. I mean, it's usually a babyface cool, but you took that cool to a different level where people hated you for being being so damn cool. That that had been a lot of fun.
1: That was It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, it's always fun, you know, making people angry. Yeah,
0: you know, I've always thought, Carlito, and I've talked to Piper about it a lot. That there, there aren't that many people that really want to be heels. You know, every generation. I, you know, there's there's really not, the – Two or three that that really enjoy being a heel. It, when you when you enjoy being a heel, it's just a different world. You know, most people deep down kind of want to have a heel section, a heel fan base. Very few yeah. actually really want to be nasty
1: heels. Yeah, but yeah, most of them want to be the the, the heroes and want to be loved. You know, I mean, it's very few of us that kind of embrace you know being the the bad guy. Did I say?
2: Yeah, you know, we we had some classic uh, examples of that down there, and I don't love the man to death, but he was, he was always ox Baker. I mean, he, Ox had the hill look of anybody you ever seen in your life in this business. Big ugly guy, huge, big ugly body, big hairy ugly body. And, man, he hated being a hill. You know, and he and he really? I, he hated it. I mean, really? you would see you would you we would have to we would have to really get on him. You'd see him down there in Florida. Over in a baby face line, signing an autograph, laughing and joking, slapping people on the back. Ox, come on. You've got this big angle with Dusty coming up. You, you can't be out thing. there socializing with these guys. You know, you got to be out there cussing them out and everything. He just couldn't ever, ever get over the fact that, you know, Ox and Ox was a great guy. I don't know if you guys ever knew him, but what a great, great guy he was that person, too. But he just, loved, he just couldn't ever. Turn that corner and be a heel, you
1: know? hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. I'd seen him perform in Puerto Rico. Yeah. yeah. Another guy that I'm sure, but well, I'm sure he liked being a heel was uh, was Dick Murdoch. Yeah. Loved being.
0: He, you know, he, yeah, he loved being me.
1: a heel. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Dick was
0: Jerry knows him very well. Dick was one of my first tag partners. Oh, he loved being a heel. I mean, just loved it. He loved being a heel to me, and I was his tag partner <laughs> <laughs> every day. Every day, go ahead and start the match, kid. When it turns to shit, tag me in. I'll straighten <laughs> it every single night. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: sighs>
0: he finally, when he called me, he goes, "You know, you work hard. You're just an idiot, though."
2: <laughs> <laughs> you.
0: I, 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 you know, you don't know whether to say thank you or, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad he's talking to me. I guess he's my <laughs> tag partner. <laughs> You yeah, had all, like you had
2: all those guys coming down there during, during your time there as, as you're looking on, you know, you, you, we talked about Abdullah, you know, one of the great hills and, and a, a gorilla monsoon was down there, you know, a lot uh, with your dad. I think it a business partner was with your dad yeah.
1: also down there.
2: Did, did, did you, you and gorilla ever form a good
1: friendship? No, no I was too young. Too young that, that time. I was just too young. I was, you know, I must have been six or seven, maybe around that time.
2: And he was already passed when he came up to WWE. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, his last thing he did in WWE, I guess, was that thing with Vader, you know, where he uh, let Vader get a little heat on him, you know, and, uh, you know, we're not like going, come on, that's Gorilla. You can't, you can't, even the boys were like, oh, come on, that's Gorilla. That's
1: a yeah, I remember that, yeah, it's a big one. <laughs>
0: yeah, you, you can't do that to Gorilla. It's just impossible. So, Carlito, what led to the the, the comeback in uh, in Puerto Rico and the LWO and all that? I mean, that's pretty cool. That uh, when I saw that, I mean, I was I knew how the crowd would be. I knew the crowd would be as good as it was. It just and you're watching it, you're going, man, this is awesome. This is so much fun to watch. And then you come out and the place goes. Uh, bananas and I look like Carlito ate Carlito you're so big that's, <laughs> what happened to you by the way I mean you're all swole you're like Sheldon Benjamin You're
2: and, and, and I want I got to tell you that uh, that exact line it said uh, he, he sent me a text that night we're both watching He's in Texas I'm out here in Florida he said Do you see Carlito who ate Carlito Who was the Carlito, <laughs> yeah. <I> said, Carlito <laughs> looks like, like Carlito
0: <laughs> that's the text I sent to Jerry that night when we're watching the pay-per-view <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, he's, he's huge.
1: <laughs> I had a, I had a lot of free time on my hands, I guess.
0: <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so did you, did you, did you decide all of a sudden? Cause that's what Sheldon did. Sheldon decided all of a sudden, I just want to get big and strong and have some time, which we, you know, you <laughs> didn't have before cause you're working all the time. It, yeah, it actually
1: started off as a joke. Uh, we were on the road somewhere. It was it was me, Chris Masters, and Bobby Lashley, and I said, you know, I just said, right, oh yeah, we're gonna form. We're gonna join you guys. We're all gonna be, you know, we're all be body guys. And then I kind of just started working out, and then kind of started, you know, I started, you know, comparing myself. to not I'm kind of close to them. I'm, I'm gonna just keep going, and I just kind of just kept going, and you know, what I, mean? I didn't stop. <laughs>
0: Are you, are you doing anything specifically different? I mean, are you eating more, or just the the amount of training you're doing that for the first time just, in your life? Yeah, you're, just you're not having to work so much.
1: Yeah, just the just the consistency. I think I just working a lot more, and of course you got to eat more. But I think uh, yeah, I just I hardly take a day off. You know, because when we travel, you don't know when your day off is going to be. Yeah. Sometimes you know. So, but I, I, I do is I just go every day I can, and then when I can't, I don't stress out about it. Cause I mean, on the road, he would do that, you know, sometimes you go without training and then you'd worry about, okay, where am I going to you know, when am I going to get this next session? And so I just you know, i train every day and then the free days will just, will just pop up. And that's how that's how I maintain consistency. That's stop, you know, you know, you stop coming up with excuses and you just go, you know,
2: you, you mentioned Chris Masters, uh, you and him have become very good friends and they, you said you were at uh, OVW with him when you, you were reading the shark. He's a funny guy, and he's a guy that also that's morphed his body a couple of times. You know, from being big, huge guy to real slim and, and real cut guy. And how how what is that mostly nutrition that he does, or how does he do that? Yeah,
1: yeah, he I don't know, he's an encyclopedia on that stuff. You know, what I mean, he, yeah, that's he's my go-to guy whenever I have uh, questions on what on physique. And he yeah, he helped he helped me a lot. He you know he gave me a lot of advice on what I needed to do
0: do those those guys make you mad? I mean, like Ron Simmons just had genetics, so Ron didn't have to do anything. Ron, Ron you know, Ron's yeah. brother is a, is a pro level bodybuilder, was in Olympia, you know. So we always ask, what well, would Ron look like if he worked out? He work out, he looked like his brother. He's you know got genetics, but these guys that are encyclopedias, like Chris, yeah. Chris you know, I, I saw. I was listening to Roman one time in, in the dressing room. You going, yeah, I've got this ninety minute window I can eat now. And I have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, none. <laughs> I wish I did, yeah, but I, don't. I, don't,
1: I don't. either. Yeah, they they got all down to science. They even have those little um, what do you call it? Like these 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 weight things. You know, they weigh their food. Oh yeah. So yeah, they, yeah. It, oh, wow. yeah and they count their macros. Whatever it was called? Yeah, some guys do you know, Some guys just take it seriously.
0: <laughs> so
1: have you no. enjoyed,
0: have you enjoyed your time back? You, you enjoy it more than your first time? Most guys do. I mean, I have going back. You know, after. You know, being gone, you know, not wrestling, but just going back. Have you enjoyed it more?
2: Oh, we lost him. What'd you do, Don? I think we lost him. He made the wrong turn. <laughs> yeah, he made the wrong turn. They did left instead of right. They landed up in a in the Gulf of Mexico down there. I'm sure he'll be back. On he's a smart guy. But Carly, Carly, man, he he's lived so many lives. You know, at, at that character there, and what a, what a great character. I mean, you know, it's a one of those characters, Babyface or Hill, you know, he, he can go on. he's got the talent to, to do it either way.
0: Yeah, he was the second Intercontinental Champion, Puerto Rican oh. Intercontinental Champion behind Pedro Morales. Right.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, which if he'd have been around, you know, Pedro, there was such a, a huge uh, Puerto Rican contingent in uh, New York. You know, that was, right.
2: it was uh, such a big deal, as you know. Yeah, it was huge, and uh, all all over all over the, the the South, where there were Latino populations. Carlito, are
0: you back? We we can hear you, but we can't hear yeah.
2: you. There you go. Oh, all yes, right, great.
0: We were saying uh, in your absence that uh, you know is you're the second. I'm sure you know this better than we do. The second Puerto Rican Intercontinental champion behind Pedro Morales. You know, and and and, yeah. and, and you would, uh, you know, you kind of wish that you know back in the day. You, you made champions based upon you know, that a fan base was, you know, Bruno, there's a huge Italian contingent in New York. There's also a huge Puerto Rican contingent. One of the reasons P- Pedro was so over at Madison square garden and Bruno and others, of course he could work, you know, not, no,
2: I not work. Huh?
0: That's not the sole reason, but you know, it helps to have that identity uh, behind it. Yeah. Did, you, did you ever
1: know or know of Pedro or your dad talk of Pedro? Yeah. I knew of Pedro my dad, I think, yeah, my dad worked, you know, he wrestled with him back in the day, uh, but not much, you know, and it was, it was before my time too. I was, like I said, I was kind of very young during his run. So I really didn't get to to appreciate it.
0: And now you're back uh, with the uh, LWO and uh, Ray Mysterio. and that, That's a, that's, that's, that's a cool crew. I, I really, yeah, that, I love yeah. the LWO. I think it's one of the best yeah. things he's done in years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's fun this, this second time around just cause, uh, you know, now I'm one of the elder statesmen. You know what I mean? It's I'm one of the veterans now, so. and, and
2: and that's really cool too, isn't it? I mean, by the way, it really
1: is. Yeah, it is, cool. and it's cool now. Is because of my job now is to help out the younger talent, and uh, you know, so that's what I enjoy about it now is the being able to to help these young guys. You know, give them whatever, pass on whatever knowledge I have onto them.
2: You know, the young young guys kind of get get knocked and get discredited for not you know being a hundred percent. In the business, I don't find that exactly true. I know the kids that I, that i talk to down at NXT, they live this business and they love the business. And do you, are you finding that out too? You know, that they're unjustly uh, criticized for not being businessman a hundred percent.
1: Yeah, I think so. A lot of, a lot of the guys that they have down there, always the ones that get called up. I think, you know, they take it seriously, you know what I mean? And they're, they're, they're all about it. Um, so yes, I think some of them got a bad rap, but I think, uh, I think a lot of them that are down there are down there, you know, cause they they're, they're they're fans and they really want to do this.
0: Well, Carlito, it's uh your, your birthday today. We're, we're taping this. So happy birthday. Thank you for yeah. taking time on your birthday to which is pretty cool. Uh you're still young. How long do you think you how long do you want to wrestle? Or uh, the plan?
1: I, I wanted to retire yesterday but uh you know I, I, I'm still trying to figure out what else I can do you know what I'm good at it, and I just haven't found the answer yet so
0: <laughs> it's like oh. Arnold Anderson says I can't do nothing else <laughs> That's that's me and Jerry we can't do yeah. anything else that's why we do a podcast about wrestling yeah. <laughs> no, we don't, yeah. You have talent me and me and Jerry don't have any
2: we that way, yeah <laughs> I got left out of our, our desire oh. list
0: <laughs> That's right <laughs> <laughs> Well, Carlito, hey, thank, hey we, I know you're out looking for houses and you're busy. It's your birthday. Thank you very much for taking the time to join us. It's really cool of you to do that. I, I was so excited to see you come back. I've always enjoyed being around you. i always thought so much of you and, and your brother and your cousin. It's always been a pleasure to be around you. And thank you so much for uh, taking the time out to come come on me and Mr. Briscoe show.
1: Thank you, man. It was my pleasure, man. It's always great talking to you guys.
2: Hey, John, don't cut it off, but to show you what kind of man he is, uh, Carly was originally scheduled to be on last month, and I forgot. I totally forgot. I was going to (laughs) say, I was
1: there already, and I called
2: him. And I ran ran into him at the Royal Rubble, and I said, Carly, I'm looking forward to you being on on the podcast. He kind of looks at me like, you dumb dumb old man. You know, I was (laughs) supposed to be on last month, but... (laughs) I just totally, totally forgot, man. And I (laughs) apologize like crazy. No, don't worry about it. Don't worry. Thank you for coming on and making me look better than what I should.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys. I appreciate it.